Previously on Androids and Aliens. You can one-handed 37 points of damage. That doesn't fuck around. I don't know about one hand. You know how you get the title of Huntmaster? <laughs> the Huntmaster's Rampage sat the crew. He steps right up to Dax. And as he does so, the Gravitron energy surrounding him just boom, bursts out at Dax, Linnea, Callum, and Dr. Friss. No! Oh. Yet still they overcame. Huntmaster Zav returns at the last moment. That beam appears between his eyes and his brain lights up from the inside out. And he crumbles to the ground, ooze leaking out of his ears as he dies. Will the secrets they uncovered? Frisk goes down and he just starts rummaging through everything, anything that he can get his hands on. Be the key to saving the galaxy. You open up the data pad and this is what you're looking for. You start digging into it, Friss, and your mind just starts spinning at what you're reading. The adventure continues. You have the coordinates to the gate of the Twelve Suns. Oh my god. No. So this is Christmas, and what have you done? Another book over, and a new book's just begun <laughs> of Dead Sons. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! Merry Christmas, oh, everybody! Oh my goodness, all six or seven of you watching tonight. Uh, <laughs> full disclosure, uh, we pre-recorded this episode because as much as I love the other people at this table and all of you, I'm not spending Christmas with you. I'm not doing it. Uh, that, is, that is an absurd suggestion. However, the show must go on. We just came back. We can't come back for a few weeks and be like, we're going to take a few weeks off. We're just going to crank out these eps, and if you want to watch it live, maybe maybe you need a break at the end of uh, opening presents and eating a, a nice holiday roast, maybe some uh, orange cinnamon buns in the morning, Ooh. a little, uh, little pecan pie in the afternoon. <sighs> maybe you need a break from your family and that weird uncle who doesn't vote the way you do, <laughs> <laughs> and you just want to sit back. Watch a little androids and aliens. <laughs> We're here for you. We're here for you. <laughs> let be, let us be your weird uncle. <laughs> Rest assured, while this is uh, pre-recorded and uh, I am not actually here with you on Christmas, you can be sure that I am stuffing my face with cinnamon buns. Because <laughs> I love cinnamon oh, buns on man. Christmas. <laughs> Can't keep an O'Brien away from straight carbs on the holidays. <laughs> Already carbs. Already. I, I prefer my carbs with icing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I noticed on the menu here, not all of your carbs are iced. Can I? Uh, <laughs> can I talk to the chef? Since uh, so this is the past and uh, the future is is unpre- unpredicted, How, how's everyone's uh, yet to be happened Christmas going, Grant? <laughs> oh. Me? Sorry, I was just enjoying a Christmas cocktail. <laughs> you son of a gun. Uh, you know, it's been great. I um, uh, At this time in the future, I will have uh, built and provided my wife with her first ever bicycle from, from scratch. Oh. So um, it is built with the parts of a bike I purchased for myself, but the manufacturer said, we don't have a frame for you giant freaks. 
Sorry, uh-huh. we're out. Uh, but I couldn't return all the other parts, so I made my bike, uh, my wife, a sick-ass bike for her first one, and I'm sure she's broken it by now. <laughs> it's only been a few hours since uh, you unwrapped. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she maybe gets she, into a lot of trouble. That's why she hasn't She shouldn't have been before. riding it in all that snow. A brand new bike. In, <laughs> yeah. her defense, in her defense, it was poorly made. Um, <laughs> I just realized I asked Grant, I don't feel like going around the horn here. There's too many Christmas stories. <laughs> so I hope all your Christmases are great. Uh, you know whose Christmas is going extra special? Mr. David Winters, everybody. He's back. Hey, the one and only. Look at that handsome set of a gun. Christmas without Winters. He's smaller this week, too. <laughs> True. He's uh, yes, he joins us here on the main screen. Welcome, David. It's better that way. <laughs> Being smaller, not. Well, I mean, main screen, too, I guess. But. Yes. <laughs> Not being relegated uh, to the minors uh, in the uh, twice an episode cut. <laughs> uh, that's more screen time than Matthew gets, so enjoy it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look at Matthew's face. Just sitting here, minding my own business, waiting to play the game. Yeah, Troy, and- be nice. It's Christmas. Not to that Grinch. <laughs> Guys, the quintessential Grinch, and we're just the Who's down in Whoville trying to play some Starfinder. He's going to come down and steal all our dice and throw it off a mountain. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, when does your country celebrate Christmas? Um, twenty fourth of uh, so Christmas Eve. Uh, I was just joking. I assumed it, it was the same day. It wasn't. Do you really? <laughs> do you not celebrate on the twenty fifth? Well, that's the that's the Christmas day, so we okay. but we like gifts and shit is on Eve. Like that's Eve. the big day. That's the big day. That's when Santa no. comes. I'm not gonna lie, I don't like it. I don't like this no. whole opening. Uh, you can open one gift on Christmas Eve. I don't like it unless it's pajamas. Then what do you do on Christmas? Well, Drink. Why no, are you yucking Christmas other people's Eve. Christmas yum? Christmas I'm talking to you, Matthew. I'm talking to the Swede. Christmas Eve is Christmas. You know what? I had I got that. Yesterday, uh, last year as well, when I celebrated with Americans, and they were like, "I can't believe you don't do anything for Christmas." And I'm like, "I just said what I do for Christmas, <laughs> but it's <laughs> but you just celebrated the day after." Ugh. But um, no, yeah, I we celebrate 24th, but also 25th and 26th. But 24th is the big day. That's when, when do you we, do when do you do like the dinner? When is like the big meal with everybody? Is that also the night of the 24th? Yeah, uh, okay. but also on the 25th because then it's leftovers. And then mm. the 26th is usually when you go away to someone. So it's like a big, like, it's like, it starts December 1st, and then we just go on till 6th of January. <laughs> when is the Feast of the Seven Bjorks? <laughs> <laughs> is that on the 24th, or do you wait until Boxing Day? <laughs> you know, you know, you know, Bjork is from Iceland, right? Oh, I know. It's all the same. <laughs> So rude. We did learn what was I in a, in a live stream for side quest side session or no, I'm sorry. It was an after party that Troy uh, hates leaving the country. So we can excuse him for not understanding the difference <laughs> I'm between so, I don't other hate nations. It. I'm just, I'm just over it. I'm an old man now. I've seen it. He's seen it all. He's seen the whole world. Everything it has to offer. I've seen it. It's nothing's Wait, changed. Troy? You go Troy, out there now, you me, might die. You're telling you me Troy? Anywhere. Troy what? doesn't want to leave the country. That's like 
That sounds like nothing like Troy at all. You know, Troy sounds like the most open-minded person. I've not even been closed-minded. I've been. It's great. So I don't want to be on a plane for 24 hours. I want to I wanna hang out in my house. I got a new TV. are not. Oh, my God. God, you sound like my parents. It's yeah, so yeah, yeah. bad. Throw away that You're passport. Too young. I mean, yeah. Troy, I do know your age, and I'm not going to reveal it because it's embarrassing, but... I'm 42 and young. proud. You're, I put my age young. everywhere. I'm not afraid of my age. How old are you? Uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. That's weird. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Look, it's just oh. like being with your family. Right? <laughs> I love this. I love yeah. this. Uncomfortable argument. Yeah. <laughs> uncle's had a, I think Uncle's had a couple I, too many drinks. I sit on my lap, David. Cindy, <laughs> what are you doing over there, you son of a gun? You got your Christmas sweater. I'm sure there's a little uh, Bailey's in that coffee. How the hell are you doing? Here. I'm thinking straight today. This is important. I need to be on my A game. Um, are you? Uh, do you like the holiday season? I do. I think I get that thing where I get sad that the holiday's ending before it even ends. So, like, it'll be like, it, it turns December, and I'm just like, oh, man, Christmas is over. Yep. Yeah, I think the same thing. I put Bummer. myself into a depression for the end of the holidays before they're even over. It's so yeah. awful. I it's so it. dumb. It's so dumb. Do you dumb. want and then you cure? Can't, you can't, Are you yeah, curious? Tell me, tell me. I'm curious about the cure. Start <laughs> celebrating on November 1st. I started doing it last year. <laughs> Not this Cured again. that problem. I no. had that same problem. For 41 years. <laughs> Cured. Start celebrating on November 1st. Crank up Vince Guaraldi Trio. Throw on the Hallmark Channel and you'll never feel like I it forgot came to pass. You love the I forgot how much you love oh, the Hallmark Channel. Oh, I love channel. it so much. I love it. I fucking love it. <laughs> I love do you it put so your light? Do you put your Christmas lights up November 1st? Are you one of those freaks? I should probably shouldn't talk about this, but I uh <laughs> No, this is this is the past. This isn't actually Christmas Day, but I uh, I hired outside help this year. Now that I own a house, oh, I had uh, someone come what? by. What? Put your me, lights up wow. for you. That is well, the most non-Christmas spirit for thing I've shame. ever heard you right, say. Get it all out. Get it all out. For shame. Here's the thing. Uh, now that I own a house, I want to make sure that I. <laughs> nice gif, skid. Uh, I want to make sure that I uh, don't fuck it up because I want to sell this house in a few years. So I also have these three gigantic pine trees outside that right when I pulled up, when we were looking at houses, I was like, those would make good giant Christmas trees during the holidays. So I brought in a pro to give me some estimates on, well, what if I want to do the trees? And then what if I want to do the trim of the house? What if I want to do the white picket fence? What if I want to do the porch? And it's just like, you know what they do? They come, they tailor a package exactly to what you want as a holiday oh superstar. God. You got a problem? A bulb went out. You give them a call. They come. They fix the bulb. And at the end of the season, they take it away. Next season, they come right back. And you're, you're going to be like, you know what? Do that tree, too. And that tree. And the neighbor's house. What the hell? Merry Christmas. Uh, it's the best decision I ever made. Um, when are you going to admit you're not skilled enough to do what they're doing? <laughs> you know what I learned, Grant, in the past couple of years, <laughs> as well as no, having no interest in leaving the country uh, ever again, is that... Uh, I want to pay people to do things that they that that uh, I can't do as well as they can do. You know what I mean? Because not only does it save me time, uh, it saves me the the headache, headache? of knowing yeah. that someone else could have just done it better. Yeah. Like when my lawn was falling apart, I was like, I, try, I tried to reseed it, and I'm like, I'm just going to pay a professional to do it. And then I'm a week later, I'm like, lawn. 
The law looks amazing. Same thing with the lights. I'm with you. Why don't you anyway. pay somebody to GM this AP then? Yeah. You know what? <laughs> don't tell me, O'Brien. <laughs> don't tell me. I'm running too many shows as it is. <laughs> Skidmar, you got the best background ever out of everybody. How the hell are you, you old Christmas goose? I wish I could kiss you on the lips. Oh, that's <laughs> it's a shame that you can't. I'm having a great time, I assume, in this holiday season. <laughs> Uh, it's anything to go by the track record of the last 47. Pretty disappointing. But so, uh, I managed to look on the bright side. Did uh, old man Grant give you a half day tomorrow? Make you do his laundry? <laughs> I, I do have the laundry. Grant, if you need to come down to do laundry, you're free. Oh. You literally live under the stairs. It's so sad. I'm the boy under the stairs. I'm just waiting for Hogwarts to send the letter. Grant, oh, who's just, who's Mr. just Burger, hire Skid to do your Christmas lights? Sure, oh, sure he wants to hire mind. people that are good at it. But hire professionals. That's my jam. We just uh, have one tiny little fiber optic Christmas tree. That's all we have. That's all we have. It's not, it's not enough. Boo. Boo indeed. And if you have a fake tree... You know, you might as well not celebrate Christmas. Uh, let's move on to the show called, let me look at my notes, Androids and Aliens. Yes, Androids and Aliens is the name of this show. Uh, we are running the Dead Sons Adventured Path, and last week you leveled up and you are closing book four. Make a little Chris Farley run into book five. Uh, there was a huge info dump at the end of last session that I will quiz all of you on and uh, laugh merrily at your mistakes. But in the meantime, let's talk about the level up. Big level up here. Booyah. I don't even know what level you guys were and what level you guys are. What level are you now? Nine. Twelve. You've gone up to nine. So you were nine. eight and now you're nine. Wow. Who's excited to just tell us all about all your amazing level shit? Wow. Merry Christmas, everybody. Everyone's so fired up. Don't No, come on, guys. Don't all talk at once. You know that doesn't work over Skype. <laughs> Calm down. Grant. Uh, well, I went first for Christmas, so I was trying to give someone else the opportunity. But I'll, I'll go ahead. Qualo uh, has uh, had a couple minor upgrades, which I'll skip. One of the big ones, however, is that his solar weapon has an additional damage die now. So we are talking Ooh. massive Frickin' damage. 3d6 plus 18 Ooh. blood. Ah, That's short for blood. Blood. Um, but the big oh, thing I want to talk about here, the big thing I want to talk about is a I'm new Zenith revelation, which is going to give me a reason to go into graviton mode more often to attune myself to those mysteries of the universe. We're talking about Starquake. What? When you're, what? Fully, when you're fully graviton attuned, you can create a violent ripple of movement to knock down your foes. As a move action, you can move up to your speed along the ground without provoking attacks of opportunity. Each creature you are adjacent to at any point during the movement takes 1d8 bludge damage and must succeed at a reflex save or be knocked prone. That's wow. awesome. Dang. I could just imagine, qualo, 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 it's like five guys fall down and take 1d8 damage. It, he's turning That's into a bowling cool. ball. I thought it made sense with the, 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 my, my background, and I really liked it. So, Question, could you have chosen anything and you were like, that's what I want, or is it you're narrowed into that? 
I had about uh, 12 different choices to go through. So it was really fun reading through them, and it was it was a tough choice. Yeah. Um, there are some good, flavorful things out there. There are some things that were more directly damaging. Mm-hmm. Nothing really um, went over and above uh, what I already had with Supernova. Um, there were some other directly damaging things. There was, like, there's basically a variation of Supernova that's cluster bombs, and you can have, like, uh-huh. four different... 10 or 20 foot radius bombs go off and do less damage than supernova would by itself. Uh, it's helpful but, in a battle with more enemies. Yeah, but that's, you know, less often. And then when you have abilities like that, like sometimes I hear complaints from people who play like alchemist and OG pathfinder where like, it's great against big groups of enemy, but if you're fighting just one enemy all the time, the splash damage is a little less useful and you have to mm-hmm. um, do that more. So that's kind of where I was. Um, I'm excited. It should lead to some cool utility in battle awesome awesome um big joe o'brien go. oh wait no joe shut up o'brien no no go go have go. another cinnamon roll i'm sorry ellie and nom, her, nom, uh, nom, 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 nom. no you but if you like, wanted uh, joe to go joe can go no, no you're joe pass. didn't wear joe didn't wear a christmas apron today you did so you get to go did you make <laughs> cookies by the way I do. I make so many baked goods every Christmas. Um, wow, and we've known and each other for a few Christmases, and none made it to the office. <laughs> well, You kept really, saying you were going to bring them, too. You kept saying it. There's been a pandemic, guys. How should I bring... <laughs> like, how, how would I possibly bring anything? But Always the I, best can, excuse. There wasn't can, last year. Yeah. Last Christmas, <laughs> for example, no pandemic. Um, <laughs> That's true. Well, I, I did bake. I did bake last Christmas, but then I ate them all before I came to the office. It was your fault for scheduling. It was your scheduling issue because, what, am I going to sit and look at my cool baked goods for two weeks and then like, <laughs> hello? You know, that's not how it's going to work. Well, yeah, until I see those cookies, fair. I'm going to assume it's a myth, especially because that apron looks really clean. I will vouch for Ellie <laughs> Ellie being a good hostess, and she has made me delicious mulled wine before that I drank too much yes, of. the mulled wine is very good. She drank much less of, but was much more too much for her than it was for me. <laughs> I remember now. I, got, I started dancing wine? on a table. No, um, you, you guys. Ellie, Ellie, stop the party. There's all these Swedes and uh, actors and... <laughs> Freaks in her house. <laughs> Skid and I were there, I believe. And I think Angel was there, too. I can't remember. Anyway, Freaks, man. Stops the party. Her, her husband is like, I turn around. Her husband is holding her by one arm as she stands on top of a bar stool wearing nothing but... She's like shoeless. Oh, I was wearing clothes. You wearing were nothing but shoes and an apron. She was shoeless <laughs> and an apron. And she was wearing like a slippery socks or like a pantyhose or something like I was afraid of her falling off of this thing the whole time and she gave a nice little speech and it was warm it warmed everyone's heart I'm glad, oh. you, didn't, I, I'm glad you didn't break your neck in the process though well I don't remember what I said but it was a good one yeah the mold wine party but um what about my character <laughs> the infamous yeah, talk about mold wine uh, party old uh, Linnea Donovan yeah um so uh, level nine is huge for a soldier because you get uh, another another uh, a secondary uh, ability like the the soldier ability. Is that what Sweet. it's called, Joe? Fighting like style. Sec- you get a fighting secondary style, yeah. fighting style. Yeah. Yeah, and battle. So you had flower- to pick one at first level, and that's what you have for nine levels. But then you can pick one of the other ones at ninth yeah. level, which is fun. Yeah. Which, um, it would have been, like, feedback for the developers of this game. It would have been cooler if I also got the ninth level ability for, for that fighting style, but that wasn't the case. Anyway, um, I they got... Don't watch. For- they don't watch. Don't 
For, Plus, um, they'll just change it in an errata 15 minutes later anyway, right. so yeah. don't well, worry about it. For um, Battle Flowers, I get a special one that I don't think Joe even have access to. Uh, and so basically what I can do, let me see here, special ability, where can I see it? Um, I, I have now an ability to do a stunning strike with her. Ooh. And, with um, her battle ribbon? No, with, with my unarmed... Fist. I can fist the oh. fuck out of any Troy. Uh, wait, oh, any. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Take that back. Take that back. All it's right. Christmas. Grand left. <laughs> Cut the she mic. knew what Cut she was mic. saying. She knew what she was saying. I, was... <laughs> I love how I you pass it off like an accident, Elliot. It's so brilliant. <laughs> oh. Well, I knew the beginning of what I was going to say. And then, you know, anyway. Just not the end know... of the sentence. <laughs> I didn't know how to finish. Anyway. Uh... Let's talk about this ability. Come on. Guys, it's Christmas. We fist yes. on New Year's. Anyway. Um, what is, uh, let's talk about the ability. Yes, the stunning strike is that um, I can um, I can declare an attempt to stun the target, and if I hit, it takes the normal damage, uh, but must succeed a fortitude save or be stunned for one round. Mm. And so if, if I'm really good at it, I can basically... <laughs> What I'm, what I'm picturing she'll do is just like, shut up, and then round two, shut up. <laughs> round three, shut up. <laughs> now, Lil Bird told me that there was some uh, questions about the uh, DC of this ability. David! Uh, do you want to talk about this uh, live? Wow. Questions, do you want me to make you upset now or later? I love fading David on with a nervous smile, like right where the Android trailer is. It's almost as much fun as when I, when I awkwardly decide to take him out for no reason. It's just like, see you. Anyway. Well, no, Ellie, in, fa- in fairness, the last thing you said to me, because I was like, I don't know about this DC. It seems kind of off. Here's some links. And you're like, I'm just going to let Troy decide. So I'm like, oh, okay. And and when we were yep. prepping the show, I'm like, I don't know like which way you went on this. Like, here are some of the links and stuff I looked at, but just FYI. Well, so we don't have to discuss this during the episode. Which way do you want to go? And here your we are. Links, David, your links was a bunch of dudes with opinions on the internet. Paiso <laughs> haven't made any errata about this. Dudes with opinion on the uh, internet, though, is kind of the target audience here. So, That's, yeah. you know. <laughs> they, uh... That's uh, all four of the people watching right now are dudes with opinions. Um, I'll save you the uh, the hassle. Uh, it's wrong in the book. Uh, the DC should be nineteen and not the absurd number you'd prefer it to be. Uh, well, what, what was the uh, pr- what's in the book? Uh, Dave, I'll let David walk through the nuts and bolts of this because it's a little crunchy. Yeah, basically, like most um, standard class ability DCs are 10 plus half your level plus the key ability modifier. Any of you with your various things. They say that at the top. They're like, all the DCs for the Battle Flower are this. Except in this particular one, they say it's full level plus, like 10 plus full level plus um, a modifier. So it's similar to DCs in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, where it scales like that. But once you wow. get to high levels, the DC is incredibly hard for yeah. even like bosses to succeed if it scales at full level. Hmm. Sounds good to me, Ellie. I think you should take it. Yeah. Nice well, DC so 23 <laughs> fortitude save for a punch. <laughs> I like it. I think so too. Um, still I mean, very a- good, even at the DC 19. Yeah, even at DC 19. 19 it's pretty I good. Just, yeah. yeah. Just want to, you know, if Troy wants to cheat, then that's fine. 
it's his game. That's what you said. Yeah. Leave it up to him. I, you know. Uh, thank you, thank you, Ellie, for leaving it up to me. Uh, <laughs> Joan, put down that cinnamon bun and tell me about your character. Uh, hey, well, let's just keep it going with the, the common theme of the soldier. The soldier. big level for a soldier. Uh, ninth level because you get that additional fighting style. Now, to me, it didn't make much of a mechanical difference because when you start that new style, you start it as if you're a level one character. So you only get the level one bonus. So it doesn't seem great, but who knows? It could be interesting. Uh, uh, so I, I got um, uh, the, uh, the other fighting style that I took is Sniper. And yes. uh, yeah, so now at, as a first level Sniper, I ignore... Uh, two points of any cover yeah. uh, of an enemy. So if they have a plus oh, four to their AC because of cover, I can knock it down too. I feel like uh, they should have named that something different. Named you know what? what? I mean, like sniper, I always feel like you're far away. You're sniping. This is more like you're just, you have amazing accuracy. Do you know what I mean? That's what snipers, snipers are. Snipers don't need amazing accuracy. No, ever. but you know what I mean? Like you could be 15 feet away from the guy you're shooting and you're just, you can... I don't know. Yeah, I feel like no, you, yeah, you can snipe past. You know what I mean? It is. I look, understand. I just think that it's misnamed. But that might also be, you know, it's just the first level ability of it. You know, I, I it could probably have a, a lot more interesting stuff later that, you know, I'm not just picking up on. It also could be um, that I've played some villains so far in Dead Sons that were like legit snipers, like the guy that was on top of the statue and like his sniping abilities all boosted shooting from a mile and a half away. Uh, and there was another sniper yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah. I, I think it's cool. Um, I just feel like it's misnamed. Doesn't sound uh, like it. It's a really good one, though, for first level. Like that's impactful from the get-go. Oh, yeah. Just like, just like Blitz, when you get like the extra 10 feet of movement and stuff. It's so that's what, that was my first primary exactly. fighting style was Blitz. Yeah. And so I like this little combo and that combo, uh, so power Blitz gamer. gets you plus 10 feet at first level. Uh, oh yeah, classic uh, power gamer here. That gets you plus 10 feet at first level. And I thought about taking this every level, really. Uh, maybe it was, you had to be level five before you could take it, but the feet that I took at ninth level is directly related to my 40 feet of movement that I have, uh, I took shot on the run. So now, as a shot full action, on the run. <laughs> I can move 40 feet and make a ranged attack at any point in that movement. Nice. Oh, so like I don't have to like move, stop. You know, oh, I can just so I can move. Basically, if we're in a hallway or something, I can move into the opening, fire at somebody, and move to the other side and be completely non-attackable. When you combine that with ignoring minus two of the cover, I mean, that becomes a very powerful ability, especially in a, in a group of six PCs. That's going to yeah. really come in handy. And then the best ability is my ninth level ability for Blitz. Keep fighting. As a move action, I can spend one resolve point to regain 2d6 plus nine stamina. But you just like... <laughs> Ooh, as a move action, I could just stay in the fight and boost oh, my stamina. Wow, wow. that's huge. Yeah. I have that too, by the way, because I also chose Blitz uh, as my fighting nice. style. Nice. Yeah, so we're so going we're gonna to be insane. We're going to be cool. staying in the fight, baby. Wow. It's going to be hard to take us down. Uh, uh, and I don't think my resolve... No, my resolve did go up, I think. Ooh. So uh, To what? Wait, did it? Uh, to nine? Does that sound right, David? Would it have been at eight last level? I can't remember. Maybe it's not. Maybe it didn't go up. I don't, I don't recall at the moment. But uh, anyway, okay. nine resolve is pretty damn good. It's not It's not bad. Um, Matthew Skid, Sydney, who's, who's excited to jump in there? I can go. I'm not that excited. 
Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, my, I, there's not much for, for mine either, but Matthew, please take it away. Um, well, uh, okay. So, this is excited Matthew, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I've never seen him so excited. All right. I'm Let me tell you about Kreska. Uh, Kreska got a new uh, ability called Mental Anguish, Ooh. which felt appropriate. Yeah. yeah. But I can cause it in others. Okay. Ah, uh, <laughs> it takes one to know one. Right? So you can transfer your <laughs> mental anguish onto someone else. No, it's fun. Basically, it says you tweak the pain centers of a, somebody within 60 feet of you, and uh, you cause them to suffer intense agony. Uh, and, per- and the way that intense agony manifests is they're just nauseated. Uh, but, <laughs> you know. Nauseated is good, right? It's not actual. nauseated, you can't do anything, or you're just... Can't do anything but move. Right yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. Um, um Okay. So I got that, and for my feet, I was looking at a couple, but then I, you know, I came back to the fact that, as you all know, a vesk is never unarmed. Of course, and I, I've been running into this thing where my my dashko, I was getting two d twelve plus three damage, which like two d twelve sounds great, but then you think about if I look at my vest claws, I was getting one d three plus fifteen, so it I would always average out. Just it was, it was easier just to take the uh, to take the guaranteed fifteen points of damage. Uh, so this time I took uh, the feat improved unarmed strike. Ooh. Oh, so my, I thought you'd do the opposite and like make the Doshko be better, but you went and no, that now cost, you're just that costs money, be and I might yeah. still do that. But okay. Uh, so my my damage for imp- my improve my just best claws went from one d three plus fifteen to two d six plus sixteen. Oh, wow. it's huge. I thought it was just going to not provoke. No, I didn't know I that it was like, that's yeah, sick. No, it's, it's pretty great. And, and because of my a previous feat I took, uh, wow. all of my attacks are treated as magic for the purposes of Ooh, DR. And other wow. Yeah, that is a Many great caps. upgrade. The captain. What do you mean you're not excited? Oh, you didn't say you weren't excited. I am excited. She wasn't excited. Yeah. What? Skid, <laughs> Skid, you're not uh, excited about it. Wait, I have not. one more thing that is very exciting. Whoa! Spell? And this is Sorry, exciting I already for moved everyone. On to I'm going to say it anyway. All right, because <laughs> uh, I was like, I was looking for third level spells, and I feel like the one thing that keeps tripping us up in Starfinder are the diseases. Uh, yes, yeah. uh, the rules. So I, so I took remove affliction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, phenomenal! Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Oh my Matthew. god! It is so very nice to be at the level where we no longer worry about diseases. I went that is that fantastic. <laughs> Can we make that a bite, a drop that we save for later, Joe? Saying that? <laughs> yeah, definitely would not go that, that. far. Uh, let's let's save that for later. Uh, remove affliction. All right, Matty Caps. Uh, Skid, you're not excited about uh, ninth level Friss? No, I, I took another level in Biohacker, which it's probably why you're not excited. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know. It's fun. It's in- flavor. I get injection experts. An additional plus one, an injection expert. So if I'm shooting with a, an injection type weapon, like fires little, little syringes, I get an additional plus one to hit. And I can, if I want to deliver like a healing serum or some other medicine or booster to one of my teammates, I can do that without causing any damage at all. I can just boom, shoot them from a distance and they'll, they'll get it. So, but I kind of already had that. Uh, so. And then I know, this is the thing, I know I get a theorem at second level, and I had meant, I think, to take Painful Injection, which gives me a, an additional bonus 
damage when I hit someone with an injection weapon, but I can't find my theorem anywhere in my hero lab. I don't know, but it it's also I'm not getting an alert that says I still need to pick one. So I picked something, but mm. I don't know what it is, and <laughs> I, I'm looking everywhere. Oh man, I would be I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. I'm so yeah. sorry that happened to you. <laughs> yeah. um, that's going to be very frustrating. Well, I, you know, I applaud you for sticking with Biohacker because uh, that last combat you struggled obviously until the end when you got the kill shot, but. Everything you did was cool and very frisian. So I think that this uh, yeah, that's stick with thing. my hacker is going to pay off. That's what I that's what I hear with every step of your your abilities and the way biohacker works. It's just it's very frisian uh, to to use Troy's term. It just feels like your character. So I think it's a great choice. Yeah, Some thematically would say frisian. Yes, yeah, frisian. Yeah, with the, the language closest to, to English of all the ancient <laughs> European old European languages. I that's the thing I it is thematically it works really well but I just don't know what I did so I'm dying. <laughs> just start from start from scratch and rebuild a ninth level character I, I might. Oh <laughs> Sydney talk to me we want to get you excited about this level what what do I, we need to do to get you excited on Christmas I that? shouldn't say I shouldn't say I'm not excited I'm always excited and I love playing a witch warper it's just like sometimes you feel like it's OP because you get all this like cool shit and you're like, Oh, I can use this. I can use this. It's so cool. But then like you also don't get anything when you level up the next time. So like ninth level, I don't get my fourth level spells until 10th level. So uh. ninth level, I get like a few more spell slots, another third level spell. Um, I did also, Matthew, I'm happy that you took uh, remove affliction. Cause I was thinking like, I was like, should I do that? But instead I took uh, I'm also worried about diseases. I took a feat so that I uh, disease adaptation. I get a plus two enhancement bonus to saving throws against disease. Oh, Ooh. that'll come in ha- handy when you wake up tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, Damn I didn't forget. It. Well, actually, I did, but David didn't. Thankfully. Mm. Uh, Thank you, David. Thanks for that text, Christmas. David. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh man, David. It's on my sheet. I wouldn't cheat. I know what I have. I, I have know a note on my there. computer that says "sick." <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you do remember what that meant? Yeah, oh, just that it's is like, man. Great. I am sick. That's, sick. That's a good point. <laughs> just like cool, sick. This <laughs> monitor is sick. Sick. <laughs> but I am excited. I'm really excited. Well, good, good. Thank you for feigning excitement um, with your uh, character. I appreciate it. Okay. No, you're going to be great. I think uh, having a witch warper as part of this crew has also been eye-opening. I'm like liking seeing the biohacker stuff and the witch warper just because we are only experience playing this game is this podcast. So we don't know when other shit goes on, other adventure, but we don't have no idea what else is going on. So I'm glad you guys are uh, bringing that in. Um, let's talk about the info dump. It's a gold Christmas dump. Uh, <laughs> and so this is Christmas. But it wasn't. It wasn't so much of a dump. It was just the you told us what happened. Yeah, we we found out the story of uh, of Eastamak. Very good. Yeah. Uh, yes. 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 So I just want you to retell it to me, uh, um, Eleanor. Yeah, Ellen. Uh, you seemed before we went live. You're like, I know it, and I laughed and laughed to myself. So please tell me. Your rendition. Of well, the my rendition story. is that there was a uh, there was a civilization of of uh, of the Kish, some sort of ancient Kish, 
and then they started becoming really cool and advanced, and then they uh, they were known as the they, Kishali. I'm going to fill in for you. They yeah. were known as the Kishali, and then. And then um, and they started, um, they wanted to create like the super, uh, actually they had a war with some other, another race. That, the Sivs, yeah. They the were Civs. very prosperous for a long time. And uh, like most prosperous civilizations, other people wanted a piece of their pie. Enter the Sivs. And the, the Sivs, um, that's when they decided to ultimately create the super weapon. Uh, I'll take you a step back there and just correct you. The Sivs created it. They stole it from the Sivs. Uh, Once they realized that they... I think I'm getting that right. David, feel free to correct yeah, me. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, they took it from <laughs> As I was saying, I was like, wait a minute, what did they build a foundry for? Uh, no, they uh, they stole it from the sieves once they realized what it could do. And once the sieves no longer had access to that, the war just <clears throat> kind of ended because the sieves put all of their energy into building this weapon. So even though the Kishali didn't use it on the sieves, simply taking it away from them left them useless. And just to and be clear, could- what they... Cre- you were going to say what they created, Ellie? No, I was going to say that they put. That's why they the Kishali didn't want to use it because it's so so unbelievably destructive. So that's why they created the the twelve, the twelve, the, temp, uh, the twelve, the gate stars. of the twelve suns. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, so they could uh, create a demi plane with which to hide the weapon. Yeah, and uh, and that's what they did. And then they continued on with their civilization until. And one just to day, be clear for yeah. anybody who missed it, the weapon destroyed the sun. Of your system, right? I mean, that's what it did, essentially. Yeah, so, so, so it would completely destroy the entire Kish civilization. When they found out about it, they knew they had to steal it. Uh, and so then they knew it was so powerful that they hid it. They thought it would be a curse upon worlds. Uh, they had to pull it out once, years later, uh, probably decades, maybe even centuries later, when they just became overwhelmed by an enemy. They said, we've maybe... Maybe we have to use this weapon. And so they pulled it out and they used it. And they were so horrified by what it did. Thought that this thing existing would be a curse to all of the galaxies. That they put it back in there, locked the key and threw it away, basically. And the key is the gate, the 12 gate, whatever. The gate of the 12 suns. Gate of the 12 suns. Demi-plane. You have coordinates to go there. And then over time, the... Kishali civilization just faded out, and the Kish seem to be the uh, sort of remnants of that civilization, but they have no knowledge of what this once great civilization was, so they honor their ancestors and their ancestors' technology, thinking it's like, you know, something huh. that it isn't. So it wasn't, just, so it wasn't like, a, I, I always assumed, I don't know, maybe that was dumb, but I always assumed that the Kish was like... Uh, remnants from some sort of accident related to the to the super weapon, that, but yeah, that's not it. No, that they doesn't just, seem to be it. They seem to be just like as the Kishali civilization fell, what was left just kind of didn't know how to work that technology anymore. And as the centuries passed, they lost not only knowledge of how to use it, but memories of what it even was. So yeah. that the current inhabitants of Istamak uh, just think it's these are like temples and they leave flowers in front of computers, um, so, thinking like the memories of our ancestors yeah, are in we're this not, hard drive. Because we're not <laughs> talking about a series of generations here. Like we're we're talking about Millions of years, millions right? yeah, of years. Yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. But 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 I also thousands <laughs> we, of millions. We've had that of conversation years, a million times. Of thousands, but, uh, of millions. but but I was gonna say all uh, that wood so, furniture is still there. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. All the papers intact. But uh, I was going to say the the ishtamak is um is broken. That's why I thought it was like you know like some sort of huge explosion. But so ishtamak was always broken, or do we not know that? You don't know that. You know that the broken lands that you guys had to jump on those asteroids across and, and stuff like that, that you think now, you know, armed with this information, maybe it used to be more whole and mm. it broke apart, but, like, you don't think it's related to the fish You weapon. think it's – so we would think it's, like, uh, natural erosion. Erosion. You know, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, okay. that would make sense in a million years, but – Yeah, Isamak might have been a lot larger, yeah. but over the years, just – But those credenzas – yeah. Just fine. Yeah, luckily, the office the, furniture stays intact, but the planet erodes. The atmosphere <laughs> on Istamak uh, is such that the wood furniture. Take it up with the writers. They won't tell us what they're doing. I'm doing it every so time it comes up. Guys, no, all of this is so funny. They use those plastic coverings on all the furniture that squeaks every time you sit on it, and it is kept right. pristine. You found I just to make sure all these data pads still work. I mean, I had an iPad that was like five years old, and the battery blew up, and the whole screen popped off. Well, that's because it's... the company in Istamak, uh, the, the original Kish that made them, didn't make them to explode in five years. So yeah, you had it was to buy still, another one. Uh, it was still Jeeve Stobbs. God, that was hard to do. It was Steve Jobs. <laughs> Are you? I was trying to make a joke. I was trying. Jeeve Stubbs. Oh, Sydney just had to do on Christmas. Everybody. No, she had a good joke. She it's had a good, a good joke. joke. It was it's just Jeeve Stubbs. <laughs> it's it's also worth filling in though what happened to the Kish there. So tying it into the uh, opening of the show, um, there were a bunch of Kishli there, and some decided they didn't want to leave the country. So most of like them got Troy. off safely, like Troy. Right. And the ones that stayed behind were there. And then there was, as Ellie alluded to, uh, yes, a very large accident um, caused by the Kish that didn't want to leave the country. But that's neither uh, here nor there. Yeah. So what happens, Troy, if you don't leave the country? I'm, so, I'm fine with it. So great. So these, he would be one of the degenerates that stays behind, <laughs> degrades his whole civilization until they have no memory of technology or architectural <laughs> art. His son could any. be going Nova and Troy's like, I just don't want to get on a plane. <laughs> Not leaving. <laughs> I've seen I'll it. Buy a, I'll buy a plane that uh, if it explodes, it just softly lands in the ocean. <laughs> until then, I'm not going. But so these, so these, the is the, the these people that we met on this planet are the descendants of like the people in a hurricane or just like I've been here for ninety r years and I'm not going to leave it now. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And and I mean, there's a landing pad there, but like you don't see any other ships. Like they don't even have the ability to leave if they wanted to. Mm. They're just like procreating and keeping the civilization alive, but they're, they're, they have no knowledge of technology. They, that's why they use archaic weapons. They have archaic armor while well, you're able to handle them pretty easily. It took a Salarian, uh, who had souped up the weapons of his team to even give you guys, uh, a fight outside of the monsters and creatures that were roaming Istamak. Uh, for the most part, they are a simple people, but they're happy, or they were happy until the Cult of the Devourer showed up and said, hey, mind if we check out your temple? And then destroyed it and left. Caused a civil war. You guys came and had to deal with the fallout. But it seems like you have dealt with it. And so what do you want to do? You have the coordinates 
to get to this gate of the 12 suns. What does it mean? It means going back in the drift and going even deeper into deep, deep space, further and further away. Listen, are you on a clock? Not a literal clock, but yet again, the Cult of the Devourer is 10 steps ahead of you, and they're on their way to get a super weapon, and they know exactly where it is, and they're already there. So you have to take that into consideration. I'm sure you want to do some shopping. I'm sure you want to get your ship upgraded. Luckily, you there's talk a to Harry T. Got to talk to Harry mm. T. That's up to you. Um, but like, luckily, there is a beacon, uh, the Absalom Station. You can get there pretty quickly. It's only going to add one d six days to your journey. Um, but then you have no idea how long it's going to take to get out to these coordinates. So it take a long deeper time. in the vast. Amazing. Yeah. It I might take it. a long time. It might you might luck out and be short. Traveling in the drift is like. Throwing a bunch of D6 and seeing what the number is. <laughs> Just, it's exactly like it's that. It's almost exactly like that. Now, when we first landed on uh, Ishtamak, um, I believe Little Ishtamak. Little Ishtamak. I believe Ellie wanted to arm the natives with nuclear weapons to destroy <laughs> yes. each other, thereby glad ignoring the up. prime directive altogether. <laughs> are we right. still? Are we going to shatter their worldview and religion? Are we going to let them know that they are they they are the uh, hayseed descendants of, of people that decided not to leave a doom planet? Like, what are we going to do there? That's a big decision. I'll be interested to see. I um, just want to make it clear that it was PG. We wanted to give them nukes. Whereas well, Linnea, she didn't know any better. Yeah. Linnea tried to flirt with our boss, and it didn't go so well. So, you know... Wait, there wait, are different who did strategies. Linnea, who did Linnea try to flirt with? Not your boss, I, but the boss of the adventure. The boss. Um, <laughs> the, the, Huntmaster the Zavra. The, the, I made a dance and everything. Yes, that's right. Yeah. It was quite but seductive. We, we killed yeah. him. He's gone. Yeah. yeah, but she was like conflicted about it. Yeah. Uh, because she, <laughs> <laughs> she was kind of into him. Uh, no, but it was more like she didn't. She she is a, She's the first good character I've ever played, and she doesn't feel great about killing sentient creatures without talking to them because she came into the adventure a little later than you guys. Just yeah, are we uh, are we like in the room with all the bodies? What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. You've already oh. searched the bodies as far as oh, I yeah, know. Okay. Yeah, Please yeah. tell me you searched the bodies. I don't want to do that again. Um, you have this information, so you pretty much need to decide like, do you want to go back and talk to Harry T or do you just want to go to your ship and get out of here? Those we, are pretty much your options. We should close the loop with Harry T. Maybe a quick four on four, and then we'll get out of here. <laughs> play a little. We can just tell her that horse. we we took care of the, her enemy, and that you know now they can do live in peace. All right. So you want to head back to Cloudside Condominiums? Yeah. Can we go fast? Can we like make this a quick thing? No, we have to walk with reverence. Yeah, you have to walk with. Reverence. I was walking with reverence. Pipes <laughs> <laughs> on on in Sydney. Come on, I know. What is like a full voice? Like wow, guys. Vibrato <laughs> uh, just came out so silky smooth. <laughs> We've never had such a good singer on this network. Please don't oh. put this pressure As on me. As Niblo cringes, right? He's like, Niblo grinds to a stop on the Queen's Grove Bridge. <laughs> he, I just probably, yeah, he, he probably just turned into traffic in his rage. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. It's just a joke. He punches the radio off and turns into oncoming traffic. My You're favorite thing about. He throws his phone uh, into the river. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say my favorite thing about your singing, Sydney, is how sparingly you use it. 
That's what everybody says. Do you hear that? Everyone listening while driving on a bridge? How sparingly she uses it? Just picture moments. Uh, Oh, God. All right, Merry so, Christmas, Nick. I love you. Love, that love guy. you, Nick. You probably won't say Nick. Have a Merry great Christmas, Christmas, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> you guys are in this room with the bodies. You've searched them. Huntmaster Zavra is dead. You also have to wonder, like, even though he's in a war with TSL, this may not be what she really wanted. Um, so there's that. <laughs> but, like, as the data pads all blank in and out of... Uh, you know, power on, power off. You were searching them. Uh, we fade out of this scene. And in the darkness, if this was a fucking TV show, like I wish it was, uh, we hear a sound of clanking metal. It's a clang, 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 clang. And we see a small, lanky kid with large, mouse-like black eyes, throwing another shard of something behind him as he digs through old mecha starship parts, other junk. He picks something up. We're looking at him from behind, inspects it, and slips it into a bulging messenger bag. Gracefully, he slips back through a hole in the fence as three beams from flashlights cross back and forth, illuminating the area he was just in. Awesome. Then you see him dumping his bag onto a table in a dimly lit room. Out spills scrap metals, weapon parts, scopes, batteries, everything. He admires this all for a moment before a large hand comes down on the kid's freshly shaved head and tussles his non-existent locks. You did good, kid, says this hulking human man. And, uh, no accidents? From the eyeline of the man, we look down and we see a young Callum looking up at the man. No accidents. There's some stew in the pot. Go get some before it's cold and we'll talk about tomorrow's spot. The big black eyes of that same boy blink open. Now he is crouched behind a doorway, hiding time has moved forward. Fifteen feet away or so, we see this hulking human man from before now pinned against the ground as electrically charged handcuffs are locked onto his wrists, wrists, and a group of officers lead him out. Callum watches and blinks again. Boom! A door shuts in his face. His hands are shaking and slightly singed black. The building in front of him, made up of storage units, is smoking. Uh, Part of the facade of the building is melting. Callum takes off his button-down shirt with a patch that says, Super Storage, for more space than space. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. That's great. Callum takes it off. I want to see that movie. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've seen that slogan in Long Island City. (laughs) <laughs> that was your old storage facility yeah. He takes his shirt off uh, Throws it on the ground uh, And he looks hurt Angry and confused He walks away and as he does We see that the shirt he just dropped Is melting into the ground as well Another door Slams in his face Callum blinks His hair is longer now We see that it's the door of a tea shop 
the owner is screaming something about, You're scaring away customers! You're in danger! A freak! Callum is halfway down the block as the yelling starts to become inaudible. Another door slams, this time behind him as he ducks down a long corridor. We see him now from a security camera holding what looks like hard drives and data pads. He whips around and holds out his hand. And the camera goes black. (laughs) I just got chills. That was dope. You're the best audience, O'Brien. (laughs) Always. I hope everyone at home... Is it should pay him to be your audience member. <laughs> That's why it's the best. Gotta have a just show. really good stuff, Matthew. You could learn a thing or two for this writing. <laughs> <laughs> you now need more security camera footage in your plays, Matthew. Right, and fucking so blink it out with magic. <laughs> now we see Callum, uh, hair down to his shoulders, in a small room full of wires and computer screens. Uh, Lashunta uh, gives Callum a few cred sticks. Uh, then uh, they swivel their chair around back to a screen, typing and coding away, matching the pace of four other people also sitting and typing nearby. Uh, Callum watches all of them working. And then there's another blink in time. And now Callum stands in that same place, in that same room, but none of the machinery has power. Smoke rises from laser and bullet holes in every screen and server in the room. Blood paints the walls of this small space. Callum looks at the bodies around him and then at a woman readying her pistol at his head. (gasps) She looks back and she's like, it's just a kid. Another voice from the back is like, a kid? Huh. The woman lowers her gun. Let's go. Callum clenches his fists, lowers his head. And walks with the woman. Now it's dark and we just hear voices mumbling. Mumbling starts to become more audible. Maybe one voice, two voices. Sounds like the same woman, but then a new male voice. The woman's like, that's not, a, that's not enough. You said a hundred creds per kid. The man says, I don't know. Oh. He looks pretty strong. Maybe I should just take my business elsewhere, the woman says. The man laughs. Okay, okay, relax. A hundred creds. There's an exchange of cred sticks. It's quiet for a moment. And then you hear a ping. Followed by an airlock opening. Hop aboard, kid. Callum stands at attention. Hair messy and greasy, covering most of his face. He self-soothingly tucks it behind his ear, revealing a black eye and a red mark on his cheek. A huge vesk stands in front of him, sneering. And when I say now, what do you think that means? Callum is quiet. The vesk slaps Callum across the face, same cheek as before. Callum's head flies flies sideways, but he holds his footing. The vest screams, Answer me! Callum clenches his fist tightly at his side, bruises running up his wrists and arms. The vest, growing more impatient, with every second that passes without a response, raises his hand again. Callum squeezes his eyes shut, bracing for the blow. But nothing happens. He opens his eyes and looks up, and the vest is frozen, hand hovering in the air. 
Callum, <laughs> Callum wide-eyed, takes a step back. He whispers, oh no, under his breath as he breathes out, and in that same moment, millions of needle-sized holes appear on the vest, all at once, followed by trickles of a burnt auburn-colored blood from every hole. Callum oh. takes another step back, shaking his head in disbelief as the vest's body slumps to the ground, immediately dead. <laughs> Callum feels so bad for the vest. <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed Poor real Fisk. cool. <laughs> you never get to hear his story. He had a wife and kids. What did he ever do to you? <laughs> Callum spins and sprints down the long hallway of the spaceship Ducking behind a corner, breathing hard As he tries to calm himself All of a sudden he hears footsteps coming from where he just came Slowly he peeks around the corner And it's the Vesk Walking toward him Thinks to himself, how is this possible? I just, I just killed him on accident, on accident And then Callum is still thinking When a clawed fist the size of his head Comes crashing towards Callum's jaw And the world goes black And we'll see you right after this word From our sponsor <laughs> Unless you're watching this live In which case, we don't take breaks anymore We just fucking go on with the show Mm-hmm. Crazy little scene there with Callum. Yeah. One of our oh, Callum. Awesome. We haven't really that seen a little bit of the Callum awesome. backstory. Well yeah. done. Well done. Good for you. So he can spontaneously kill and generate vests. <laughs> yeah, that's what I got out of that. That's what I took yeah. out of that. You guys yeah, haven't seen. Yeah. Wait till I make people appear. That'll be really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's my really next trick. Scary. It's a really cool Which, ability. It's like you, you, you bloodlet them. Uh, and then create a duplicate within a 60 foot cone or something. Yeah, I'm doing like blood bending. I'm just removing it and then like replacing it. Can you imagine how hurtful that would be? Jesus. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. You mean emotionally? Yeah, I feel betrayed myself. Are you talking about the Vesk or are you talking about Callum? Who, who are you sad for? No, like, I just imagine like. Yeah, I want to clone myself, but then, like, but you have to go through, like, first extract your blood from your body, and then you'll clone. Like, I don't know. That wouldn't be worth it. Right. And not with, yeah, yeah, and not with anesthesia, or you're not just getting knocked (laughs) out. Like, we'll just, no, we'll take all of your blood out while you're still standing there. (laughs) 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 That's not really cloning. That's just teleportation. Yeah, wait. Kind of like right. a, a monkey paw of a wish. Like, I want another me. And they're like, yeah, we'll do it, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> uh, from that scene, we uh, we fade up on uh, the exterior of Cloudside Condominiums. Day. Uh, nice. Harry T is just standing there shooting free throws. There's a little teen that catches the ball, tosses it back to Harry. Harry throws another free throw. Bumps off the rim. The team grabs it, throws it back to Harry. Harry goes to take another shot and then sees the six of you walking <laughs> towards her, holds the ball under her. Missed <laughs> <laughs> up. What's up? <laughs> oh, hello. You have returned to Cloudside Condominiums. 
I'm sure you have much to discuss, but perhaps a little game of four on four? <laughs> <laughs> and we, and we, we catch him up as we play. We catch him yeah. up as we play. How should we do this? Shirts and skins? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's just Callum skin. takes off his shirt. <laughs> All right. He goes, he goes invisible. He's the color You're on my team. <laughs> Guess we're skins. Okay. Um. <laughs> no, give me the rock. I got hope <laughs> dreams, coach. <laughs> um, no, Harry is uh, very concerned and looks at you. <laughs> hey, no, Harry. To you know, let's get back to the story. Harry doesn't really want to play four on four. She doesn't want to do that. <laughs> She's very, very concerned. She doesn't disrobe on the court. <laughs> we're, I, I can't help but notice we're still calling her Harry T, even though she's very concerned. What's her actual name? Harold T. Tizella. Harold. You know, I think it's Tizel, and I've always said Tizel. You always said Tizel, and is she? Is her name Harold, or is it her title Harold? Yeah, her title is Harold. So that was a grant mistake and a tease once that I wrote Harold. It was not one of my favorite. Yeah, so that's why she became Harry T from Grant's T's mistake. <laughs> it, it couldn't be more inside of a joke at this point. Uh, it, our show rewards re-listening. Yes, it really does. And also getting emails from Grant with the wrong spelling. It really, if you got those emails, you'd enjoy that joke even more. Harold. <laughs> if you were one of the TSL. four people who received those emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when that is a re- Yeah, but it's extremely... It is something every GM experiences that runs any sort of fantasy or, or science fantasy. It's like when your players, when you see the players writing the names you've given them, like back to you, yeah. you're like, how could they ever think it was spelled this way? <laughs> yeah. uh, That's what makes even APs unique, though, right? Yeah. There's only Harry T here. That's right. There's no Harry T in any other version of Dead Sets. This is the, the scenario in which Doctor Strange saw. Never mind. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, no, Harold TSL, Harry T is concerned, obviously, sees you. I don't know what type of healing you did, but let's say you, you're, you look like pretty beat up and you're coming back and she has to know that business was taken care of. So she asks, what news of the temple found were you able to face Zavra or Chieftain Hoifek? What came of your incursion into the temple the temple found is open once again explain well we open the doors anyone can walk in and out unmolested and so the huntmaster is dead that was my real question I was wondering if he was okay with this he is... no he was decidedly not okay with us opening the temple and entering he tried to kill us we tried to negotiate he was uninterested was he alone or did he have our people with him no one survived unfortunately Harry T bows her weird looking head she's like 
this is complicated news. While I am delighted that the temple found is now reopened as it should be, as it always has been, I am deeply saddened to know that many Kish have perished. Even Huntmaster Zavra. I believe his heart was in the right place, but his mind deceived him. I do not understand. What could do you, you not explain? Um, his heart was in the right place. When these enemies came. Idiom. He has such problem with idioms. Yes. Oh, an idiom. Yes, when Please. these enemies. Just let her talk. Do you really do not you mean, understand? Do you mean that as when I stood and faced the warriors and told them they could not defeat us and asked them to surrender their weapons, they refused despite their imminent death? It made no sense. Yes, they had what is known as pride. And that was enough to keep them in the fight. Likewise, Huntmaster Zavra had great pride for our temple. And when this cult came in their flying metal box and destroyed so much of our history, Zavra acted out of his heart to try and protect it, to preserve it. And I understand that, but that is against Talavit's teaching. We must leave that house of knowledge open so that all may know the greatness of our ancestors. And I shall leave the temple open to all now, as it should be. However, she thinks, we shall remain here. Yes, we shall try to make a new life here, away from the main Kish village. We shall start anew. I have prayed to Talavet every night since your arrival, and agreement to help us. And the great storyteller has spoken to me. We shall call our new home here, Community. I believe that in time, uh, without Zavra's aggressive counsel, even Chieftain Hoifek will be amenable to diplomatic relations with me, and perhaps the wounds caused by those who preceded you will be healed. But that is our journey now, not yours. Harold, we learned also a great deal about your ancestors uh, within the temple uh, and found uh, them to be okay, particularly <laughs> great. What? what? Magical Olympians from the past and another age of legend. Ma'am? We found them to be extremely responsible people. You visited the Vault of Tales, yes? Yes. The Vault of Tales. Yes. And it told us of their history as a people uh, willing to make sacrifices for peace in the galaxy. Yes. 
I'm glad you were able to experience such things. Oftentimes, uh, one of the chieftain's curates would come to the uh, Vault of Tales uh, and ask an important question of the ancestors, an important question that could perhaps enrich our future. And we would grab one of the relics from our ancestors while asking the question pick it up off the shelf and read the answer that was given us. It was always up to interpretation, as they say, but it is a special moment for a curate to learn. I hope that you treated it with such reverence if you took part in the ritual as well. We treated it with great respect. And you should know that it is our mission to track down those who deface your temple and your other religious sites and see to it that they are brought to justice and will not trouble you again. Hmm. Yes, well, if it is what should be, then it will be. I hope that a day will come when you will visit us again once more. Though you have ruthlessly killed many of my people, I see some good in some of you. And I believe we can learn a lot from each other. My no. hoop, my hoop is always open. <laughs> That's um, not good. Kreska will pull out her commune. You gotta play better D. You gotta keep your hands up. Yes. I prefer shooting to defense. Kreska <laughs> uh, will pull out her commune and do a little, make a few adjustments on it and hand it to the Herald and say, Should any others trouble you again? I hand to you this magic item. Press this button, and we shall return to you to help defend Little Eastmark. Oh. I bestow it upon you with oh. great reverence. Captain, did you just hand over a Comunit Unlimited worth 32,000 credits so she could reach <laughs> us wherever we were in the galaxy? Thank no. you, I shall take it. I assumed she would leave a message. We check it eventually. Ah, uh, hmm. Okay. Obviously, you don't know how how communists work, Wallow. Come on. Do I light this on fire and say a prayer to Talavit, and you no, will no, no, hear no. it? <laughs> Just put your finger on uh, that and press it down, and I speak insert into it, it into my body for no, 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 sexual no. pleasure, <laughs> and you will understand. My query? I'm sorry, I don't know how this works. <laughs> I think we just take it back. Uh, let's you, just take it back. Can you walk me through it? Back. We'll just... We'll come check in on you later. Oh, all right. <laughs> we'll call you. All right. We'll, you. we'll come in our big metal box and talk to you. Okay. No good deed, etc. Did you find any evidence of Chieftain Hoifek in your travels? 
I don't Wait. believe so. No. Hmm. He is a complex individual. I had always assumed from the beginning that he had wholeheartedly sided with Zavra, but it is possible he realized the error of his ways and left to seek answers from the ancestors. If you did not find him, he is no doubt on a pilgrimage for truth. Hopefully that will lead him to community one day. And my hoop will be open for him as well. Well, perhaps it is best to not leave it to chance. We should go and find him wherever he went before we continue our adventure. Hmm. If you did not find him already, he does not want to be found. And, uh, we do have the fate of the entire galaxy to consider. Yes, this seems extremely important, though. The hoop is open. Yes, it's wide open. We come from the Mike D'Antoni school of basketball. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Westhead theory. I like it. Yes. Look, we're not going to risk stellar degeneration. We're going to risk stellar degeneration so she can have a one-on-one partner. Okay. (sighs) We'll come back. I hope so. Not all of you, but some. Which ones, if you had to be specific? Um, I'd rather not say in front of them. <laughs> Perhaps. Whisper it in my ear. Whisper. Why don't you stick that unit inside of me and I'll whisper it <laughs> to the unit? To the unit. <laughs> I don't think any of us want to come back after that. Let's go. (laughs) All right. I don't want to to play basketball with her. I don't don't want to touch that basketball after she's passing. (laughs) We all just realize what we've touched. (laughs) It is very lonely here in community. We we got to go on our ship. Thank you, Mrs. Miss. Miss. Right. We must be going. Miss T. We thank you for your hospitality. Harold. Yes. Um, uh, can we show you off to the L- Emerald Landing Pad? My people um, are uh, overjoyed with what you have done, though some of their family and uh, have been killed by you. Your blood on their hands. We would still like to cheer as your ship takes off. And do we, uh, we have flowers. Oh. 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 That would yes, be wait, nice. Sorry, hold on. Doing the flowers. <laughs> we we no longer have flowers. <laughs> what, what happened to the flowers? I, what was the deal with the flowers? <laughs> <laughs> we we said we were going to give flowers. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I don't know, uh, to be honest. I can, I'm sure I could have someone run. Can we run out and get flowers? <laughs> no? uh, let's just see what happens when we get to the landing pad. We're here for another week. We're waiting for the flowers. For a week. <laughs> for flower delivery. 
Well, we don't want to insult their people. <laughs> we wait patiently for the flower. Yeah, the world explodes, and that's it. Pacing. We waited so long. All right, let's go. They can come with us. Relating that. All right, so they all awkwardly follow you to the uh, to the landing pad, and. Um, you already see some of uh, Harry T's followers uh, standing guard over the Sarissa. Um, and they greet you, they bow to you. Um, and uh, it's very solemn. They're very appreciative of what you've done, but you understand the sadness as well. Uh, mothers and fathers, sons and daughters perished in the Civil War, even though you were able to uh, hopefully put an end to it. There are no flowers. Um, but they watch you all board the ship as the hatch closes. They're we wave. wave from they're the watching what you do, and the they're, they're doing their version of it, but they don't know waving. They don't know waving? No, they just they kind of do weird stuff with their elbows. It's a, yeah, they do it's the a lost technology. They lost, they lost right. that technology. Waving doesn't survive the way wood does. <laughs> no. <laughs> it was lost. Um, uh, on the bridge, uh, the captain will turn to Linnea and Callum and say, You must have places you wish to go. Perhaps. Well, you now know what's at stake, and we would be honored if you would join our crew. Well, I have some questions, and the reason why I'm here in the first place, we never really addressed that, but um, I did make a promise to Callum that I would deliver him back to Absalom Station. But I don't know, Callum, do you still want to go? Because I kind of feel like I kind of want to stick around with these guys. Because I think these guys fuck. <laughs> <laughs> For the record. No, but like, uh, in a good way. Okay, like, <laughs> you just said that to a child, just in case. Just for the record. So oh this God. is Christmas. Just. So this is Christmas. Uh, uh, um, but like, yeah, they, they're pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that too. I think they also. It means I think they they're talk. pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, another idiom. Okay. Ah. That's what I didn't get. Uh, you guys haven't yeah. seen Silicon Valley. It's the best. Qu- anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, Cal- Callum's, Callum's like, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't really have anywhere else to uh, go, actually. So if I can be on your ship, do I get paid? Yes. Hmm, that's a good question. You get, a, you get an even split of all the things we steal and loot from other people that we kill. Okay. Um, do I have my own bedroom? Yes. Well, no. You'd have to sh- you'd have to share. Do I have a bed? Yes. Yeah. Do you guys give food? Of course. Um, okay. I need to buy a new spacesuit. I have I have creds. I can do that. I just need uh, to get one. No, no, no. You got we got spacesuits, you got room, board, medical, dental. Literally, like we have medical <laughs> maternity. On the ship. Oh, oh I'm still, I'm still very sick. I'm actually going to go to my room on the ship if I can and lay down. Well, I was going to say, it's up to you, of course, but I believe we might be in need of a magic officer. Ooh, How would okay. that suit you? Okay, 
I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Neither do I, but I hear the new mechanics are really exciting. But I will, I'll do it. The sure. deity David spoke of it in my dreams. <laughs> this is a little a cheat, bit like cheat. this is a little bit like the sketch of giving a twelve-year-old nukes of like <laughs> like a twelve-year-old in charge of a ship with nukes. It was like what? This is so cool, guys! I sit in my big chair with my big red button. I'm like, okay, I got it. Thanks. You know, just um, listen to the rest of us. We'll help you. Okay, thanks. Thank you, Captain. Dax steps in before you can quite walk away and just leans over and says, Do you play bass? <gasps> we didn't talk about this, Dax. Uh, but uh, I, well, let's see what she says. He says. We could take a meeting. The okay. instrument? Yes, the instrument. Or keys. Uh, no, I don't. A melodica? No. Okay. I don't know what that is. Okay. Why do you need a bass player on the Dax's head drops ever so slightly? Do you need a bass player on the spaceship? Have you not heard of us? The band? (laughs) Um, Well, I guess we'll have a lot of time to maybe play for you. Um, We have a merch booth out back, too, now that we got all the credits. Um, A lot of the shirts have three armholes for me, uh, but I think we can wrestle up something for you. <laughs> we will let it go for now. Okay. I think Linnea stays at the bridge uh, when Callum has left because she's like, perfect. This is a perfect opportunity to talk to you guys about my mother. Um, so, the reason why I came here is because I. Um, I wanted to find out the truth about my mother. My family has been spreading all these lies, so I don't know if you guys want to return to Absalom Station, but I'm pretty sure that they are looking to kill you. However, I believe that they are lying, and I want to know the truth, basically, of what the hell happened. They seem to insinuate that she might have said stuff to you that they don't want things to come out into the public. Um, So, did she say anything to you? Did she leave any, any... does she have any belongings that I could go through or anything you can give me? Because having fought and fought next to you, I, I can now see that you are honorable people, and I would love to uh, bring whatever skills and talents I can to this. Our group. heart is in the right place. <laughs> and he looks at Friss. <laughs> really? Okay, good. Your mother, of course, we will return. <laughs> Any of your mother's personal effects to you. <laughs> and you should know that she died an honorable death, sacrificing herself to save us all. Right. However, and she takes out the little note that she got. Excuse me, slow down. <laughs> as soon as you go in your pocket, Dax raises his gun. It's still very stressful. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's this big. It's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, skid oh, threw up an alien gif. All right, sorry, aliens. Sorry. Uh, so, what do you show? The note I got on Absalom Station before I left. Um, what was it, Troy? They said like they're lying to you. Um. I don't know. Yeah, it was uh, it was the flyer. <laughs> Remember Mac, 
and but then on the back it had like handwriting that said like they're lying to you or something and you yeah. they, somebody slipped it under her door the, the, uh, they might have yeah. even I'll been like the, while, um, the Epsilon 5 are lying to you like um, in the meantime uh, while you're looking that up Daxel question further I'm sorry could you clarify you said they would want to see her killed for sharing secrets who are they my family um, we've had, um... Your we, sisters. My sisters. Um, yeah, my sisters. And what um, are all of their names? <laughs> I can... I don't have time with that right now, Dex. <laughs> I don't have time to list those names now. <laughs> Bobby, so Maki, Tommy, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, Timmy, Bobby, Maki, Maki, Tommy, Tommy Johnny, 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 Joey, Joey. <laughs> <laughs> The oldest one is Camille. I do have it somewhere in my notes, but uh, <laughs> I love that she says this. I, I have it somewhere in my notes. But I have time for this. <laughs> I don't have time for my. What are your sister's family names? Family history. Ugh. What you looking? For, you're looking for company decks. Is that why you're asking about my sisters? Because they're all taken. What? Do you know their husbands' <laughs> names or what? wives' names? Their spouses' names in general? Do you know their names? I know all of them, all of their names, but I'm the one asking questions here. Oh, okay. So this is Christmas. <laughs> so this is Christmas. So, um, what, what do you believe uh, they, what do you think they uh, believe their mother divulged that is well, so sec- such a secret? Well, that's the thing. When I, when I left, when we found out the news that mom had passed away, um... Camille, the oldest one, um, she took over the family company and has basically used the whole, her whole death as a PR uh, PR trick to, to get more and more business. Um, and we've been all these all these pamphlets of Ma- uh, of of Mac of Remember Me all over Absalom Station. They're using using this basically for for business purposes. However. They they seem to fear that you are hiding something from me regarding Mac that mm. I'm not supposed to know about. But they refuse to tell me what it is. It feels like at this point everyone's lying to me, and therefore I decided to break my break whatever ties I have with them because I I never got along with them anyway, and try to find the truth myself. Um, we will answer you honestly uh, any question you have about your mother. Your mother was our captain, our leader and I for one respected her greatly. Yes I mean she must have respected you greatly since she sacrificed herself for you Yes Howie, um, are you are you online? It says the Drift Rock 5 knows more than they say the truth lies here and then it was followed by a set of coordinates which was the Najir system. Mm. Mm. Howie, are you online? Yes, Captain. Sorry, I was <coughs> doing Ellie's homework for her. <laughs> <gasps> we appreciate that. Yes, His Captain. fucking idea. His fucking pants. Yeah, yeah. tell me. It's, it's only in your notes. <laughs> Please add two what? new crew members to the manifest. I'm sorry, we are full. No, we're not. <laughs> oh, <laughs> open the airlock. 
Yes, Captain, <laughs> we can only support four life forms. So it seems like you'll have to make some hard decisions. Good night. How are we? Well, David's got to go. Nice to I mean, first, first and foremost. There, there are seven beds on the ship. Let me just point that out. <laughs> on the map, there are seven beds. We can all fit on the ship. Sorry, I, just thought, I thought you would have come and said hello to me over the past week while you we were doing. Remember that time we flew with you? And Dax couldn't handle the ship? Yes, but you and I did not have any alone time. <coughs> oh, well, we'll do a log later on. We'll catch up. All right, what names do you want me to add? Uh, Magic Officer Callum. How do you spell that? C. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding, I know. Do you? Yes. Q-R-L apostrophe M. And one Ew. Linnea Donovan. Yes. And Donovan. would you please give her access to all of the previous captain's logs? Ah. Ooh. All right, Captain. Um, any me. other... Any other materials Captain Donovan left behind? All right. Do you want me to give access to your private files? Not mine, just Captain Donovan's. All right. So that... Folder marked Christmas 2014. <laughs> I shouldn't send her that one. You seem to access it a lot. We both know what's in that folder, Captain. It's buried in a lot of other folders that have nothing to do with Christmas. Yeah, oddly. a system <laughs> folder. Yes. Well, Why is Christmas 2014 in the system folder? I'll come clean. 2014 was a really rough year for me. <laughs> And I started playing my Christmas music on November 1st. <laughs> oh, my God. Of it. Okay. oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't let anybody find, find out about uh, that. I the saddest thing I've ever heard. All right, Captain. So pathetic. I will give Miss Donovan access to the former Captain's files. Question. Was Linnea Donovan ever captain of this ship? No. You mean Mac McCullen Mac Donovan? McCullen Dom, sorry. Uh, yeah, she was never. I don't, I don't no, think she, she died ever... before. Oh, yeah. Right, it was the Acreon, right? Yeah. It was the Acreon. Oh, yeah. Sorry, never mind. So it was the. <laughs> yeah, you got. This was the Sunrise Maiden. It was. Uh, so he gave her access to the previous captain. Yeah. Uh, she could read those two. That's fine. <laughs> she was like, I didn't know my mother at all. <laughs> Nothing about her actual She never mother. told me your real name. <laughs> <laughs> well, shall we leave this place and. Go save the galaxy. Perhaps the universe. Yes, I think some upgrades are in order. Do you agree, Dr. Friss? Yeah, I think if we want to survive, it's going to be necessary. I had some ideas that I was able to pick through some of the some of the schematics that we found. I think I have some good ideas. Upgrades. Friss, how do you feel about returning to Absalom Station? He does not. I mean, there's no way he would want to go back there. Yeah. No way. Yeah, yeah. Linnea isn't super excited about that either, because she thinks that probably she won't be able to leave again. Well, there is the drift beacon on Absalom Station. Hmm. Is there another way to outfit the ship without returning there? I, too, would be fine with not returning to Absalom Station. Well... Look, 
I have I got and he pulls out a data pad and he like kind of shoots some stuff to everyone else's it's just like if you take a reference here I think I was able to throw up some jerry rigs that I might be able to do with some of the salvage that we might be able to pick apart from some of this lost technology and it's just like this crazy like complex like blueprints and everything that throws up to everybody it's like it would take a month to get through but it's something you just kind of did in the spare time is I think I could make the upgrades here if we had enough time how much time do you think it would take? Oh, God. Let me see. Probably ooh, uh, 1d4 days per upgrade. So, And I got here got six, seven upgrades. So that would be a decent time. Maybe a month. Probably less. Callum pops his head back out. Oh, um, uh, yeah. The, I also need the spacesuit, but I also need a new gun. Okay, I'm going back to my room. <laughs> <laughs> There's other shopping places besides Absalom Station, the one place in the entire galaxy where there are people there specifically want to kill me. Cal pops his head back out. Huh? I'm talking Wait. to them. Go go back to bed. <laughs> I mean, could we <laughs> go to the... We don't have to go to Absalom Station. <laughs> we can even go back to that system. We just don't have to go to Absalom Station. I know I'm being hunted there, so I don't want to go back. Yes, but it, flying through the drift could take an extremely long time if we do not return to Absalom That's Station. That's what I'm saying. If we time... go back to the system and go to another planet in the system. We don't have to go back to that station where they want to kill me. Mm. They um, definitely want to kill you, by the way. Cal- All Cal- of you. Pop- Callum pops his head back out and he goes, um, we could go to Versus. That's where I'm from. Sure. There's like nine other planets. Oh, eight now. Other planets in that system that we could oh. go to to go shopping. That's all I'm saying. Could we not? Could we go to the bro- like uh, to the pirate haven? I uh, don't know if that's the best idea. Carlos <laughs> <laughs> speaks up. Everyone is screw. Can't go anywhere. Wants to go anywhere. Yeah. This is like trying to pick a restaurant. This is like trying to pick a restaurant. Is everyone here on the run from people trying to kill them? <laughs> yeah, that's what's the thing. Do we, we all have, have the same, same backstory? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't think anybody's out to get me. We send the kid to get do our buying. Yes. Can we use, can we use the beacon? Right. Here's a Where do you want to go, Callum? Kid. Huh? Here's a credit card, Callum. Oh, get thank these you. items on this list and nothing else. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, I mean, the tricky thing is, is like, obviously, like we said, time is of the essence. Going to Absalom Station, while not favorable, is quick because they have that super drift beacon that allows you to get there in 1D6 uh, days from anywhere um, in the vast. So, Have we passed other we have to travel? <clears throat> Don't we have to travel through the drift to get between any planets as well within the system? Yes, or from where you are now, you do. No, 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 well, no. When thing, we're, like, once we're in the packed world system... Don't yeah, we, we still, still need to, to use the drift to get from planet yeah. to planet? Because it would it would take years, right, to just like fly from Castrovel to Absalom Station. It would take like a year or a matter of months or something, right? Yeah, I can't remember. I don't. I feel like you left Absalom Station and just flew to Castrovel, and it took a certain amount of time. And it wasn't until you went it's like a to, couple weeks. You can yeah, you can travel within the same system. It's one d six plus two days. Um, but then, yeah, going system to system, there's the the whole drift mechanic. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it wasn't until you went yeah. to the dead planet that you had to enter the drift. How about what this? Eox? Eox. Wait, Kreska will propose this idea to Friss. 
What if we change? What if you you use your computer skills to change the transponder codes on the Sarissa, and we return to Absalom Station, lay low while the repairs are being done, and then slip away? Yeah, we could also go in disguise. But the problem is that Friss has to do so much of the talking to the mechanics and to the people that are going to be doing the upgrades. We but, can buy um, them off. Linnea, Linnea will put a hand on Friss's shoulder and be like. Don't worry, I'll protect you like you protected my mom. Oh, that's cool. Oh, so you do know. <laughs> oh, let me open now. Here I am, hiding the secret that you already know. Like an idiot. What secret? She's just staring at you. What? What secret? Don't play coy now. <laughs> Listen, I don't know, like, if there's... All I'm saying is, go back to Absalom Station, but that's a big risk, and I'm going to have to be overseeing mm-hmm. all these upgrades if we're going to be doing it. So, do we trust these uh, maintenance crews, whatever? I don't know. Narratively, like, I would love to go back to Absalom Station because it's super easy, but it's like, first would be fucking terrified of going back there, so... It's, yeah, it makes it hard. And narratively, I would love to go back to Absalom Station because it would be super fast. And I think that human Dax is there. It would be so cool to have like a run in with that. But like Dax has no reason to go anywhere. So like if anybody's like yeah. opposed to it, he'd be like, yeah, sure, let's not go there. But he is very interested in getting the ship upgraded and getting on the mission on time. Well, right. So, let's like, not forget. Yeah, I mean, the reason to go to Absalom Station isn't because it's con- it is because it's the fastest way and that is like time is of the essence for the cult of the devourer yeah yeah i mean i'm fine with going to a, a, a ship in the system and then and doing the repairs there i mean that's only adding a, a 1d6 plus two days yeah well no because you're in the dri- you're in the vast that's system to system it's 1d6 plus two what is it david to get like where they are to like verses um so that is verses near it's s- the fourth planet from fourth planet yeah. So, I mean, you theoretically could go to Absalom Station in 1d6 days and then travel within <laughs> system for 1d6 plus two days to go to Verses. <laughs> That's because, what I'm saying. Yeah. Never then, la- and never land. And then do a bounce, bounce back to Absalom yeah. and then back into... Yeah. And then you yeah. just blow out a town, which is like the uh So it'll travel. take us the same amount of time as if we pulled the upgrades yeah. all from Eastamak. From here. Yeah. And well, did it by no, hand. That's like 7d4 days and we don't get to go shopping. Right, no, 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 no. I, I agree, but it, this, it, the time is not that far off because it's one d six, and then one d six plus two, and then one d six plus two, and then another one d six back out to the vast. Yeah. So it's four d six plus and four, five d six straight out to where you're going, which you're gonna have. To, <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, gonna have so. to do anyway from here. Oh, oh yeah, so yeah. The, so the five d six is is, is in the, comes out in the wash. Yeah. I mean, I'm. It's, if, if uh, you know what? Let's just go to Absalom Station and like lay low and like. Be you know it's a tense situation. Change the transponder codes. I think it's a fun story. Hey, look, yeah. maybe we could get some of the local talent talent here to paint the ship. At least I can change the transponder codes. I just wanted to look different, so I'm not feel like a naked boy. You're going in there, you know. So yeah. there's mm-hmm. something cosmetic. They can, I think I trust them to handle that at least, and then I would feel a little bit better. Great. We'll right. Right. Do with do that. some cosmetic changes. You're gonna work on the transponder codes. What's our new? Sh- what's our new? What's our fake uh, ship's name? Uh, the McCullen. <laughs> That's a good cover. <laughs> McCullen. Well, uh, then my no, entire my the Mac, my, my, the Mac. Yep, the Mac. my fam my entire the family would then Big Mac. Okay. Attack the Mac. of the Mac. Yeah, I think he was the only one named Mac. Mac Attack. Yeah. Yes. 
It could be a tribute to the world's finest hamburger sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, why, don't we, why don't we christen it uh, the Harry T? Let's call it H A I R Y. Oh, come on now. You ruined it. Harold. I think we should paint it like a big basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you get a mix into port, you just play the ESPN theme. You're gonna or it's uh, just space jam, it's just space jam. <laughs> Lance. <laughs> we all come out like the Harlem Globetrotters, just like oh my God. <laughs> dribbling. <laughs> passing back and forth. Oh, let's call it the Merovich. Oh, perfect. <laughs> yeah. Pistol Pete. That's the Pistol Pete. I don't understand the reference, but sure. <laughs> All right, so you paint it. You call it the Mac. First is going to work on changing the transponder codes. I mean, I'd say above uh, among all of you, Friss is going to be the most nervous about this. Uh, every time he thinks he's got out of Absalom Station, something keeps bringing him back. And so having made those changes, you know, as Callum just said, time is of the essence. You got to get out of there. So you take off. Howie sets a course for Absalom Station for drift travel. And you see Istamak just disappear from view. Engage. Like a slow, like a slowly moving shutter of a camera. You see a metal floor blinking in and out of our view. With each blink, we're seeing more of the room. Lights flashing from control panels, the whir and buzz of a starship engine, and the legs and ankles of several other people in this room. Callum, with a a bleeding bruise the size of a frying pan, uh, gathers himself on the floor as he comes to... Standing five feet away from Mm. him is that Vesk that knocked him out. The Vesk that he thought he killed on accident, of course. You see several crew members in the back piloting the ship. Science officer, engineer, etc. None of them are paying attention to Callum. And then a voice pipes up from somewhere else in the room. I can't tell if the hundred creds we spent on you was worth it. I've lost one of my top men. But it seems I've stumbled upon a new toy. Callum looks up in the direction of the voice and sees an oversized chair upon which sits a greasy-looking gnome with welder glasses Multicolored hair going in every which direction. Yes! I should probably introduce myself. My name is Hush. (gasps) Mr. Hush to you. (gasps) And this lovely creature to my right goes by Thing One. Actually, he looks at the Vesk. Um, Perhaps uh, we'll promote you to Thing Two. Since this little gutter rat saw fit to kill your brother. (gasps) The terrifying Vesk makes a motion towards Callum, fury in his eyes. Now, now, Thing, we must not abuse our new toy. What is your name, boy? Callum. 
Callum Vafu. Callum. Hmm. You know the best thing about working with children, besides their small, dexterous hands, of course, is they can be trained to obey. In my line of work, I prize obedience above all else, because when someone in my employ disobeys, bad things can happen to me. Do you understand? And if there's a chance that bad things can happen to me, then bad things definitely need to happen to the people that put me in that position. That's actually why we're on this little journey right now. I have to go correct someone who disobeyed me a long time ago. A former protege of mine, if you will. (laughs) Now, he never had anything like these powers that you possess, so perhaps you could be my new pet project, my new protege. Of course, I can't have you going around killing my best men. So we're going to have to train you. But part of that training is making sure you understand that there are consequences for your actions. Thing, take Mr. Callum to the brig. No. Hush stops, turns back, hops down from his oversized, clearly overcompensating throne, Barely reaching Callum's shoulders, but in an instant pulls out a baton and smashes Callum in the shin so he collapses. Now they're face to face. Excuse me. I said no. As Mr. Hush raises the baton up to strike Callum again, Callum's body starts to glow with an orange hue. Hush stops, realizing in that split second that he underestimated his new protege as Callum explodes in a blast of brilliant white light. (gasps) Now Callum is alone in another room, arms folded across his legs. He doesn't really remember how he got there. He's looking around like he's waiting for someone to come in. Keeps waiting waiting. No one comes in. So he walks out into the hallway and looks up and down. It's completely empty. He starts walking towards the bridge. Only sounds he hears is the sounds of the ship. And as he approaches the bridge, he sees burn marks all along the walls leading to it. Walking inside, the whole chamber is singed. The color of coal and ash, electric switches fizzling and shooting out sparks, and several burnt remains of bodies lie scattered throughout the room. Out of the windows of the cockpit, Callum stares at the nothingness of space. Time passes. We see that the bruises on Callum's face have started to heal, and he's in his quarters when he notices something out of the porthole. Peeking out, he sees a ship slowly pull alongside, mere feet away from his room. As the ship passes by his window, he sees words painted along its side. The Rusty Rivet. (laughs) (laughs) And we'll see you next week. Well done! Well done! Get out of here! Good night, everybody! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.
Androids and Aliens is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Dead Sons is copyright 2017. Dead Sons and the Starfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.